everyone, welcome back to our episode of A Life of KG. Today I was super excited because I got to interview the lovely Jill. She is the owner of Lash FX in America and she is a massive part of Lash Inc. media as well, which she is going to talk more in depth about, which is very exciting. Any lash artist should definitely sign up for that. And she has travelled all around the world, judging competitions and speaking at conferences. She's a wealth of knowledge. Um, if you haven't checked her out, definitely check her out online. You're going to learn so much. I've been following her for a long, long time. And it was actually really amazing to have her on the show because someone that I've been looking up to over all of these years. And then I'm physically talking to her and having her on the life of KG. So without further ado, here is Jill. Hi, Jill. How are you doing? Excellent. How are you today? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Um, I've been looking forward to this. I'm very excited. Yeah, definitely. So for those that don't know you, Jill, can you say who you are and what exactly do you do? Yes, of course, of course. Um, so my name is Jill Heiliger's Peliquin, kind of a mouthful. Mm-hmm. My husband's from the Netherlands and my dad's, uh, although we are American, his name comes from French Canada, Peliquin. So I have a really long last name, but um, I live in Gilbert, Arizona. It's just outside of Phoenix, the, the capital of Arizona, and um, nice and warm here. And um, I have a business called Lash Effects, and it's different than the Lash Effects in the UK, though. So for our UK listeners, which I assume are the majority of your podcast listeners for Life of KG, um, it is not Lash Effects that is training in the UK. This is Lash Effects Global. We started very close to the same time, um, uh, in the same year, as a matter of fact. Um, so we, I think we often get mistaken for one another. Um, lash effects is uh, a supplies to professional lash artists. In the States, um, almost every single state, you must have a licensure to do uh, lash extensions. So we serve the licensed professional lash artists with education and supplies. I specialize in continuing education. And um, you'll often see me on Instagram, um, encouraging people to compete and to go to conferences as I'm a conference speaker, um, a business coach for lash artists, and also a competition judge. So I have the pleasure of traveling the world to meet lash artists and help them to elevate their work. Wow, so you are super, super busy. I think I wear like a multiple hats I'm not sure if I, I, I think I, I probably always have a little bit, um, but yeah, I like to, I like the variety for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's amazing. So obviously you're very like well known in our industry. Like I've been following you well for ages. I think maybe since I've started my career, which is amazing to even be speaking to you right now. Um, so how long have you actually been in the last industry and what made you kind of take this career move? Gotcha. Um, well, Lash Effects began in early 2007, but I was a lash artist. Um, I would say like a casual lash artist because I was actually a licensed massage therapist working, doing deep tissue massage for people 
um, for a couple of years and I opened my own spot called Gilbert Body Works. Beautiful um, Queen Anne building in downtown Gilbert and it just is, was a really cool place. And one of the gals who worked there um, did permanent makeup. And I was also um, schooled in permanent makeup. And although I was doing massage therapy and um, kind of just holding down that part of the expertise in our team. And she went off and did a class. I believe it was with 3D, uh, 3D Beauty International, and um, came back doing eyelash extensions. And she had to practice on everyone. So um, when she practiced on me, I was kind of hooked. I wanted to practice on her or put lashes on her. And she said, oh, you have to go to a class for this. And it's very difficult. And you know, I was one of those people who, like, that's the, that's the thing that you say to me, oh, it's really difficult. You will have a hard time doing this. And then I'm like, I rise to the challenge. I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. So um, back then in the day, this is uh, probably like the fall of, or fall or winter of 2005, I got a DVD and learned how watching a DVD on my television. And uh, I know how awful that sounds now when we hold up our level of education, but that was a way to learn eyelash extensions at the beginning. And um, I learned and I practiced and when she left the salon, I took over the lashes and then lashes very quickly took over my schedule and I found out that it was the perfect opportunity to kind of make a, a transition from those years of um, deep tissue massage therapy to being a lash artist and I just fell in love with it. And I've always been um, a, like a teacher and mentor personality. I can even remember like, uh, you know, early working days. Um, uh, if I was a waitress, I would soon be part of the trainer squad at the restaurant, you know, taking the newbies in tow and stuff. So my, a lot of people in my family are instructors as well. Did you buy Lash Effects or did you start it from scratch? I did start it from scratch and I, I started it from scratch in partnership with um, a gal who worked at the Lash Loft at Gilbert Body Works with me, Nicole. Um, she kind of said, um, she had this really kind of nice bird's eye vision of what, um, what we could do with the lash industry. And she was very motivational and inspirational to me as well as just kind of being a comrade in arms, comrade in tweezers. Um, and she said, you should, do lashes, you should educate others and supply them with quality supplies. And uh, we partnered together actually with Lash Effects. And then when it was time for her to move on, you know, she developed her business so strongly. And when it was time for her to move on to her own personal space, um, we had always in our contract with one another um, a plan that if we would part ways that, um, one would buy the other out of Lash Effects. And so that's how I became the sole owner of Lash Effects. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I had a really cool piece of advice and a really smart piece of advice early on. And it came from my, my landlord, my commercial landlord. Um, he said to me when they were building the building and I was walking through with him and choosing my space and um, able to make a lot of those fun decisions like, you know, where certain features should go because I was right in from the ground up. He said, you know, Joe, he said, you, you seem like a smart person. He goes, but you also seem like you wear your heart on your sleeve. And he said, anyone that you bring into your new spa, he kept calling it a spa, um, um, 
just make sure that you have a contract and in your contract for business, always prepare for the day that you part ways so that when you do part ways, you can um, part comfortably and everyone knows all the way along your relationship how that ending is going to be. And that actually is a really good piece of advice that I, I, I hold on to even today, years and years and years later, is that um, it's almost like a prenuptial, you know what I mean? Like, but for business. So you know going in that when the day comes that you're ready to part ways, you can actually shake hands in part ways knowing from the get-go how it was going to go down yeah definitely because like in anything in life and in business there's always maybe an end for some people they want to do something different or it's just not something they want to do anymore and it's not a bad thing and if it's all set up properly then at least that can be done done nice and smoothly yeah and a lot i think a lot of business contracts and business agreements even like rental agreements they they plan for the end in black and white as in you give us 30 days notice or we give you this amount of notice but if you plan further for that, um, because there's there's um, there is emotions that get involved. You know, you you settle into something and it becomes feeling like it's part of your, like, almost like it's your home or your baby when you when you talk about building a business. So you plan for the way you will part ways when and if that day comes. Then it's really nice to know that you can just follow what you originally planned and what we had already decided that our buyout would be um, X amount times the initial investment, and it was really easy to do. We just went to a bank and a notary public, and we got it done. And yeah, it was like wow, how simple was that? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So what I'm really interested to find out, Jill, is you are Lash Inc.'s media executive producer. That's right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. What does kind of that entail? And can you tell us more about the education in the app? Oh, absolutely. So like I said, when you treat businesses like your home or your baby or you know, another family member, that's how I feel about Lash Inc. Media. Lash Inc. Media feels like my baby. I'm in um, joint venture partnership with Louise Tierney, who owns Lash Inc. Magazines. Mm-hmm. And um, I was actually the editor of uh, the USA Canada edition for the first year, which was... Um, the, uh, summer of 2017 through summer of um, 2018 and um, I decided that while I loved putting together that glossy magazine I truly truly feel in my heart and in my brain and in my bones that um, media is the way to go but not just written media not just magazines or print media but using all the technology that's at our fingertips, like you're doing your your podcast. People love to listen to educational, inspirational, um, informational things while they do other tasks, walk the dog, ride their bike, you know, go to the gym, drive. Um, They don't always just like to listen to music or uh, infotainment. So I thought that um, we really need something in the lash industry that kind of would put together videos, audios, uh, games for entertainment, funny bits and pieces, and then call up the serious educational issues as well. So that's what Lash Inc. Media is. It's an app, and we have different channels. 
Uh, we have art, uh, audio articles, so we, we will uh, record with uh, voice talent um, past articles in Lashik Magazine. We, will, we do interviews, we do a vlog cast. Uh, it's a video interview called Lash Personalities. We have an entertainment channel called Lash Laughs. There's so many funny Lash videos that get produced and um, circulated out there. And I, uh, I love, like for instance, uh, Sonia uh, Smotko's um, funny videos. Yes. They're just, they crack me up. <laughs> so I reached out to her and I'm like, oh, please, can I put them on our Laugh channel? And may I you know, invite you to be an, um, an educator? Uh, on our VIP courses channel, and she's she's just a great gal. She really has a good sense of humor, so I love it. Um, yeah, it's just a really fun multimedia platform for lash artists, and you get to see the digital versions of all of the Lash Inc. magazines, the Lash Inc. Spain, Lash Inc. Um, Ireland, Lash Inc. UK, Lash Inc. International, Lash Inc. USA, Canada, all of them right there on the app as well. Wow, and so is it? It's an app that you can just download from Apple, right? No, no, no. So yeah, this is where we differ because I think when everyone says apps, we all think it's something. Oh, it's something that you either get for free or that you purchase, or maybe has an in-app purchase or an upgrade purchase mm -hmm. on Google Play or the App Store. But this is a um, private venture app, so we sell it like a subscription service, and um, it's a VIP subscription, and we. Um, uh, give it to people to try out for a uh, dollar, one dollar US, so it's less than a pound to try for the first month. And every week we, we push fresh content and um, then rotate the previous or archived content so that it's always kind of seen fresh. And if you've been one of our longer subscribers, then um, you have the benefit of seeing all of those previous videos uh, and then seeing all the new content each Monday. Um, and for the first month, you try it for a dollar, and if you like it, you do nothing, and we just automatically bill you the twenty dollars per month, and probably the cost of a cup of coffee a week. And um, uh, if you don't want to, at, at or at any other time, you just uh, let us know that you'd like to discontinue. Wow, that's such an amazing idea! It's brilliant, just what we needed in our industry. Yeah, um, uh, subscription services are a little bit strange, I think, for the, the lash industry, but for in business in general, like a uh, even marketing or how to, uh, um, how to coach and things like that, there's a lot of membership sites or, or subscription-based uh, memberships. And I wanted this to be very affordable, um, but for people who actually do follow it and do log in each week, um, they will find that the VIP courses that we put on there are really and truly educational. Even if they're short, um, we have the, there's no like real like a uh, um, syllabus to it. We have experts from all over the world, all of our lashy friends that we judge with at competitions and speak with at conferences. They'll say, Hey, yeah, I want to share my such and such technique on your, on your app. And like, yes, please come and be a guest educator. And they put together a video and we put it on there and it's one of our new content pushes. So you have everything from fan perfection in volume to, um, gosh, um, working with layers of the eyelashes to all the multi, multiple ways you can use 
and um, tweak the use of your under eye patches. You have tons of how to check your own work like a judge for stickies, um, symmetry, and things like that. It's really fun. It's good yeah. content. Really good. That's awesome. Yeah, the idea is to 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 understand that. Um, Attention is the name of the game, getting people's attention to get them to come to the app, but then also to give them a variety of length and depth of the information so that we interest um, more people and people can come and they can visit it for 10 minutes and get something really good out of it, but they can also visit it for an hour if they have an hour, maybe on their lunch break or coffee or whatever, and they can really truly like dive in deep and um, get some good education yeah definitely definitely so i also wanted to go through something that you're launching very soon for lash attraction yeah what's going another on? baby <laughs> another, another baby i know right it's like another business baby uh, yeah a large family <laughs> so what is going on there then what is your new product well, it's actually like kind of reinventing the wheel of an existing product. Um, everyone knows about magnetic lashes. They've been around for a couple years now, maybe two to three years. Um, and everyone wanted to love them so much, but found it like you have to be like a contortionist to get these things, the sandwich type, get the top one over the natural lashes and the bottom one just underneath and tighten up and get them to click together without jumping. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then remove them without damaging your eyelash extensions. Cause the whole idea that, that the lash industry kind of um, was curious about and wanted to love magnetic lashes for was that we're only able to give our clients what they can wear, hold and sustain safely and healthily on their natural eyelashes and sometimes they want more so if we give them something that's safe that retains well and kind of um, sustains the health of their natural lashes then we can actually give them an option to glam it up a little bit you know to um, have a, a darker or more contrasting look or a more dramatic look a more fun look and i really thought back in I don't know, well, I guess it was 2016, 2017, um, maybe 2017, I think it was, that magnetic lashes were that thing. I was very excited about it, and I sold them at Lash Effects, and um, they ended up just kind of being something that people would buy and have for if someone needed to go on a lash vacation or lash rehab, as we call it, where they need to take a break for whatever reason. Maybe it's a financial reason, or maybe their eyelash health you know, um, suffered a little bit because their, uh, their own health suffered a little bit. Um, many reasons why you might take a little break, but we wanted to give them some lashes. So we were selling them and then the ideas start rolling as they do and people start bettering products. And I realized, um, as did some other smart people around about the same time, um, like it happens in life, Mm -hmm. You always think you're the first person to think of a great idea, but there's other people on the planet who are also, <laughs> you know, doing it at the same time or thinking about it. But I thought to myself, well, what are magnets actually attracting to besides other magnets? And we, um, we have a single beautiful strip lash 
that looks very, very much like the different styles that we would do with Russian volume and classic lashes and hybrid lashes and the different stylings that we have available. And it, it magnetizes or attaches to eyeliner. And that is so easy. And that is great for people who don't wear eyelash extensions, maybe don't have the time to come in and um, lay down for that <laughs> lash nap, that glorious little rest. Uh, or maybe you just um, have kids or young kids and they can't get a babysitter or whatever. Um, but also for lash extension wearers, because we could give them that that everyday, business-appropriate, safe, sustainable style and length, mm -hmm. and then they could add all the drama that they want to anytime by just clicking this onto your eyeliner. So it's a really cool idea. Um, it's just taken the original idea and fleshed it out and made it, you know, spin it a little bit this way and turn it over a little bit that way and look at it in a different perspective, and I think it's just going to be amazing it's genius so the client would have to put on their eyeliner with the rest of their makeup first for it to attach right exactly so there are properties in many eyeliners that um, the magnets will attract to it's um, if you do just any little Google search or whatever the iron oxides which are the the black and brown colorants in a lot of eyeliners um, are something that they magnetize to. There's other um, metals that are in cosmetics that are safe for skin, safe for use on the eyes, and they're already in eyeliners. But we made sure that we have an eyeliner that has enough that they will stay and last all day, you know, even if you are in the wind or what have you, you know, um, so that your lashes won't fall off. But this saves that having that annoying process of having to glue. Um, a false lash strip onto your skin and that crazy kind of pinchy tightening feeling as the adhes uh, the glue kind of shrinks and tightens. Um, it's just, it's, if you ask me, it's like one of the best kind of re reiterations or uh, re-evolutions of, of wearing strip lashes. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's such a genius idea. For, for for me personally, like strip lashes have just never been a thing for me. I've never been able to wear them. I've never been able to put them on. Give me a set of Russian to do. Oh, we'll be perfect at it. But get me to put strip lashes on anyone. <laughs> oh, right. and, and the magnet ones were so... I actually quite like the magnet ones, but they were fiddly for some people, whereas this is just making it so much more simpler for people. And also for lash artists, it's such a great add-on for people to buy these in the salon to wear in between their appointments. Or like you said, if they have to take their lashes off or it's gutted when we're losing the client, but at least they're still coming and going to be wearing the strip lashes. Yeah, or something that you can, that's uh, you pick a style that's similar to the work that you're doing for the client. And if they go on an extended holiday, you know, maybe they're taking a month off on the summer or, you know, um, going away for college or university or there's any number of reasons why a client would leave you but not want to leave your lash art, you know, behind. And you could um, offer them this and they can feel like they're still you know, lashful and happy with the way their eyes look um, and then return to you when, when it's appropriate. So, and for the lash artists as well, it's like the, you know, 
that old saying about the, the, the cobbler whose children have no shoes because you know, he's always working on, on someone else's shoes and not on his own family's shoes. Lash artists often don't wear lashes themselves. Um, and we should. Yeah, definitely. we should have beautiful eyes as well. And this makes it very easy. Definitely. Lashes should be our uniform. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. We all have those excuses. Oh, no one in my area can do them like I want them done. Or, you know, um, or you can't apply them to yourself. Or I don't have the time because I'm so busy. But you have time, believe me, to put on um, two coats of liquid eyeliner and then just touch these to your eyelid and let the magnets do the work. Definitely. So are they available now or are they coming? They are available now to uh, lash artists, to lash professionals um, on my lasheffects.com website for um, a special offer. I, what I decided to do, Katie, was to do a soft launch to our industry because um, over the years, I've been so proud to have won awards as an influencer and an advocate for the lash industry. And I don't want the lash industry to think that I'm bailing on them and going to turn um, to uh, profiting from and promoting something that would maybe substitute lash extensions. I want these to work together. I want lash extension artists, lash artists, lash pros to actually be lash specialists and to have all of the lash solutions from lash lifting to lash extensions to you know, classic to Russian, um, lash tinting if it's, if it's you know, appropriate to do under your licensure and your scope of practice. All of those things, I think that they should be the specialist in their field, and I really believe these go hand in hand. So they can order um, and try them on themselves, and they can even order them. I offer white label service, so that means that there's nothing on there that says Lash Effects or my Lash Attraction brand. Um, it's just a plain, beautiful, clear, and glitzy-looking package. And you can put your own stickers on there. And then the eyeliners just have the ingredients and the international symbols that are required for labeling um, on them. So you can put your own stickers or create a box with a, a custom box making company and create your own brand. Um, so I wanted to do that first. And next week we are launching for our public site because there's so many women out there and our wonderful industry, the lash extension industry, only serves like a slice of the pie of the women out there. So I want to reach some of those that don't come for lash extensions as well. Um, at the same time, I want to empower lash artists. Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, well, I'll be discussing some of that with you later then, definitely. Yeah, we have, um, I don't know when our episode that we're filming will, or um, recording will air, but um, we're having a... A workshop um, online tomorrow mm -hmm. um, all about the magnetic lashes the safety the ingredients um, the actual science behind it what is it doing what is it magnetizing to is it okay for contact wearers is it okay for people who have permanent makeup uh, what if I have an MRI because that's a magnetic you know um, imaging um, thing um, best practices, tips for success, how to customize them, how to do a couture lash fitting so that they would choose to go to a lash artist or a lash salon to buy these as opposed to buying them online. Uh, so yeah, it's, um, and that workshop will probably be offered again. So I'm hoping that, um, your listeners maybe would be interested in learning about it. Um, 
to make an informed decision of whether they think that that's for them or not. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I'll try and actually get this podcast up ready for tonight. So it is, what, the 16th of April. So um, you're doing that on the 17th of April, so that's available. Yes. Well, if that's possible, great. And if not, I just encourage people to um, contact me anyway, because even if I don't do another live, it's possible. We are recording it, of course, you know, for, for those who maybe just had a yeah. glitch in their schedule. They, you know, they purchased the the, the workshop and um, then all of a sudden couldn't get to it. I want them to have that value. So we're recording it so we can make something happen for people. Yeah. But um, I really want to go in detail over all the things that will give them, give lash artists the confidence to sell this as um, it's really one of those things where it's a product as a service. So you can just have them purchase it or you can do a customized 10 minute consultation and fitting for them, choose the appropriate style for their features of their face, just like you do when you style lash extensions. You can apply it the first time and they can walk away wearing those lashes and having that eyeliner with them and they can use it up to 30 times. Ah, amazing. I was just going to say, how long do they last? So it's up to 30 times. Yeah, the averages are like about 14 to 30 uses. Um, and it, I would say you can, just like with anything, the better you take care of it and the better you keep it clean, um, the, the longer you'll get out of it. But there are some people who, um, uh, boy, I've been there too, where like, you just don't want to take your makeup off at night or something like that. They probably wouldn't wash the um, makeup remnants off of the lashes or something like that. And then they'd want to replace theirs sooner than someone who is really diligent about cleaning them and storing them in their container and stuff. Yeah, brilliant. So exciting. Yeah. So this makes it fun for lash pros to be like kind of all around 360 lash specialists. Yeah, just, just, just such a good idea. Such a good idea. My head's buzzing right now of what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> Wee, yeah, the, the welcome to my world. <laughs> I've been losing sleep over it because I'm so excited to share all the stuff that I researched about it and all the trial and error that I've gone through myself. Um, getting these uh, made yeah I can imagine definitely so obviously one of your um, biggest passions are lash education and obviously be, being within the lash business what would you say are the biggest mistakes you're coming across today and what should students be looking out for well um one of my friends in um, the beauty industry is a, a fellow named Doug Shun, and he's a scientist. He's a cosmetic scientist, um, and he's an internationally recognized expert on cyanoacrylate. And um, I've invited him to a lot of, of my live events and done webinars with him. I think we've done four webinars together. Um, he is such a wealth of information, and he's taught me so much about the use of the adhesives that we use in eyelash extensions and for any of the problems that we ever have with eyelash adhesives it's actually a pretty perfect <clears throat> excuse me it's a pretty perfect um, choice of bonding agent for us because um, it really it really is nice and thin we can get if we work skillfully a seamless bond we can get a nice strong bond um, that can be removed 
and adjusted as the natural lash continues to grow. There's so many positives to it, but early on in anyone's lash career, I think we all kind of remember this, like when we can't get things right, we tend to blame our glue. We blame the adhesive. This must be a bad batch. Oh, did you change the formulation? That in, in lash education is one of my big pet peeves, that the educators themselves, the people teaching eyelash extensions are not teaching people that chances are it's you. <laughs> you're, not, you're not doing something that we've gone over in this foundational training. You have to go back to basics. The lashes must be clean before you apply, and they, you have to give them the appropriate chance to bond well and to retain. And I think that it's our job as educators to also go back to the foundations and not just chase the, the new unicorns out there and the little you know brass rings of the newest inventive product. We need to be on the cutting edge of how our industry changes, but the foundation of doing um, good, solid, isolated, clean, sanitary work is, never going to go away. It, the need for that is never going to go away. And educators, I think, are going straight to the fancy and not doing the foundation. And that's my big current soapbox, if you will, or platform, if you will. Mm -hmm. Definitely. There's a lot of that at the moment. And even on the lash forums, it's all, well, this glue's faulty, that glue's faulty, this is a bad batch. And it's like, it's not yeah. Very rare does that happen. I've been a supplier for of, of lash professional lash products for a long, long time. And yes, it has happened in the early days where there, I got a bad batch of adhesive. Um, but it, or uh, I will say probably about a year and a half ago, I had a couple of random clients who got empty bottles. Oh. There was nothing in it. And we have our packages sealed um, when we receive them. And we have the batch numbers on them and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, of course, I believe my, my customers when they tell me something like that. And then uh, we couldn't find any others, but they, they were. And I just contacted my manufacturer. They replaced them. I replaced them for the client. They replaced them for me. Random weird things can happen, but they're rare. Yeah. It's, usually, it's usually us not having enough knowledge or flexibility in what we know about Sinoacrylate to make it work for us. You know, there's going to be days of high humidity, days of low humidity, hot days, cold days, um, any number of factors that are going to make the results vary. And we have to be kind of on our toes and flexible. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, definitely. And as a supplier, I'd say it's actually the same because we, we get it every now and then as well. Yeah. So you've obviously been in business a long time. So what would you say has been your biggest struggle yet in business so far? Because obviously it's definitely not an easy ride. And if it was, everyone would be doing it. So what would you say is your <laughs> Yeah, I will. Um, I was at a, um, a, a smallish, like a more intimate um, conference event this last year in Glasgow in Scotland. And my topic was something where I felt really nervous about because while it's very true and it's actually very common, it got kind of um, personal and close to the vest and I felt a little bit exposed. Um, but there are so many people who are lash artists 
and become educators and want to become suppliers and they want to open their own salon as, as opposed to being, you know, like a booth renter or having a solo thing and then manage a team and grow and scale so fast that I really believe that we have uh, like complexity and spinning too many plates at once is a health killer. And I suffered um, a really kind of, um, I was feeling very poorly and I didn't know why. And I had to go to the doctor and I found out a lot about myself and a lot of it had to do with keeping those plates spinning and too many plates spinning and trying to do it so well and keep a smile on my face and keep that positive attitude and that infectious tone to invite new clients and new business and new students. It was wearing my health down. And that is my biggest my biggest business lesson to date is that no matter how big or important or healthy I want to grow my business, if I'm not personally healthy myself, it all falls like a house of cards. And I did, I had um, a health breakdown and it was very kind of, weirdly enough, we, we say those things are embarrassing or I don't know, you don't want the world to know or what have you, but you find out at the same time that people come out of the woodwork and they say, yeah, me too. You know, I've felt the same way. I almost had a nervous breakdown last year when this happened or blah, blah, blah. They, they're identifying with that. And I think that, boy, we should start talking about it more so that the last newbies that are coming up, their learning curve is already shorter than ours. We've learned and innovated so much in the industry that they are learning at a more rapid pace than we did. They are getting better, faster. They are becoming really accomplished lash artists much faster than we were able to um, with, you know, older generation products and uh, more limited knowledge. So I think they need to also know about the possible pitfalls of trying to do too much too fast and maybe not putting their family and their health first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And ha- have you been feeling better, Jill? Are you okay now? You slowed down a little bit? Yeah, uh, so I'm not a type personality. I used to try to manage it all myself and do it all myself. And I just had one of those moments where, you know, it was a big reality check. I felt so unwell that I went to the doctor and on the doctor's advice, I um, went through a huge battery of tests. They were quite worried about me. I was quite worried. Um, my husband was quite worried. Um, but in the end, um, I have recaptured my health and my, my vitality. I make sure that I'm not that business person or lash artist that is uh, behind the chair 12 hours a day. I get outside every day and I exercise every day. I drink water like that is the cure for everything. You know that movie um, about the Greek wedding where the, where the grandpa had the Windex? He thinks this is the cure for everything. Well, I think that drinking water is the cure for everything. Um, and it honestly, it makes your complexion better. It makes you, um, your tummy happier. It, every, it works for everything. It decreases inflammation in your joints, you know, all kinds of things. So I think that water is the big, the big issue and that we need to start with hydration. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's so good that you're talking about it because like you said, it does need to be no more and everyone 
in this century is so work related. I mean, I can't talk at all because I am the biggest worker going um, and they need to take on all that advice. But I did actually even do a post about it on social media last week about looking after yourself more because we've actually got some um, big uh, personal issues going on in our lives at the moment, me and my daughter. And to swallow and get over that part of my life, I'm chucking myself into work. But then when you do that, you're then going to affect your health. And so it comes to the point, okay, you might need to talk to a counsellor, you need to exercise more, you need to drink more, you need to make sure you're eating and taking lunch breaks, which I will never do. Um, and just generally looking, looking after yourself. Um, because at the end of the day, if you're not looking after yourself, everything is going to collapse around you. And then there is no business. Yeah, I resonate with that story so much, um, Katie. And that you said that, even mentioned the word, and my daughter is that we by our behaviors as business women and lash bosses and you know um, professionals we're teaching our children how to behave and if we don't get a real grip on our health and on our sanity while we succeed in business um, I think we're teaching them we're setting them up for failure big time so not just our students our lash students but our families as well, for our family's sake and our kids' sake, we need to be the best example of, you know, how to navigate this life. You know, there's business, there's family, there's relationships, there's uh, the financial part of it all. It's really all important, but we have to make sure that there's a balance between point A and point B. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I think that a lot of us are having this um, moment or of our own, like our own version of it, all around the same, the same time. So the time is right to open up the discussion, and uh, I applaud you for posting about it. I bet you got a lot of great responses. Yeah, I did, and I actually think um, a lot of the time it's not when I post; it's just about being real and not having this fancy lifestyle that everyone thinks that you have. Yeah, my life, I would say, I, I love my life. I can't complain other than what's going around, going um, in in our personal life. But it's not all, it's not all fancy. And people just want to know that actually they are talking to a real person. And when you are talking real and going through your real life problems, people can relate to that and then that makes them feel normal as well and everyone has their own story that's going on in their life right now everyone is battling with something and um i just think the, the more we talk about it the more that we can all help each other i so agree this is my favorite part of this entire interview because this is about authenticity and i think a lot of times as a business owner um we think that the branding of our business and the marketing of our business, um, the reputation of our business is something that we have to build and it has to be very, you know, a certain, gosh, uh, like a, a, like a certain flavor, a certain timbre. And then, but we are real people. We wake up and, and you know, maybe our back aches when we put our feet on the floor, just like everyone else. Um, they are only 24 hours in the day and we've got a lot to do and we have to prioritize and be authentic like you were just discussing. Like, I think we need to show that we're 
we're real too and that's what being a business owner is about yeah definitely there's so much i could talk about on this subject but at least um we can just raise uh, raise awareness on this and other people can come to us if they ever needed to talk about anything or yeah just anything just raise an awareness total agreement here here yeah that's awesome <laughs> I, i'm just if, if everyone would be a little bit more authentic instead of trying to be the perfect brand or the perfect lash boss or the perfect instagram um presentation of self and they would be very real and very honest i think that we could actually like uh push through and succeed more um and be happier about the process the process is what our everyday life is um, it's the journey, right? You know, sounds like a Hallmark card, but it really is. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> definitely. So on that on that note, how do you see our industry cha changing over the next few years? I think that we will finally find that um, lash artists who are, we, we're a kind of a group of specialized skilled crafts people you know we we do something very very special with our hands and with our eyes so it's re it's really like a low-tech um kind of a activity that we do and it's our artistry that makes it uh an understanding of it uh that makes it so special and so beautiful but i think that we'll find lash artists and the educators who are um turning out the new generations of lash artists will rely more and more on technology and not to put the lashes on like i don't foresee robots putting us you know lashes on or anything like that but um just embracing technology more um lash artists tend to kind of try to do everything themselves um answer the phone return the calls blah 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 even something as simple as using online scheduling or um going paperless um is a huge part of the battle but all of those little things added together will get us uh further and further ready to embrace technology so that our lives can be easier we can spend more valuable time concentrating on exactly what we do best so that the other parts are easier yeah definitely i mean it's just so crazy how just in the last 10 years how the industry has changed so I can't even imagine what's going to happen within the next 10 years. I think we'll have amazing apps to work with. I think we'll have amazing pieces of software to work with and just, you know, we can control the lights to our house, the garage door being opened and closed um, via apps on our phone now. So can you imagine what we can do for our salons? Um, uh, it can be a really pretty, pretty kind of, strange like looking into your mind's eye version of what the future would be like but um i think technology will really serve us well and help us to then let the the starring moment be what we do with those eyelashes and with those tweezers and that's uh, that's a really kind of freeing thought you know that we can actually devote the time and the the energy to doing that super well because all of the other stuff will be so much more easy less waste less time wasted because we'll embrace technology more yeah definitely actually while um, we're talking about the future i done a podcast interview with jamie from lash base every week and yeah 
our discussion was about pre-made fans. In your opinion, do you think pre-made fans are going to take over creating the real Russian or do you think they'll always have a place in our industry? Um, so no, I don't think they'll take over. And I do like Jamie. I, I listened to that episode. It was a great episode. Um, um, I, I know that uh, Jamie's for them and, and you d would prefer to have, you know, the, the custom couture made fan. I do both. Um, I sell the supplies for both and I teach both. And I think that there is a place and a time for both. And I will say pre-made fans, it, when you think about it, pre-made fans were around before Russian volume came around. Yeah. There were the Y and the W lashes. That's a 2D and a 3D lash. They were there for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, so there was pre-made volume, low volume, right? Um, low dimension volume yeah. um, available for a long time. Maybe that was the original idea behind the creation of creating volume fans. Who knows? Um, so it's been around a long time. And I think that everyone embraces something slightly different. Um, about different brands and what they offer. And I think that there's a place in the market for it. And I, I will say that I, I know from real experience with my supplier for pre-made fans is that um, some of the, the complaints about the, the way they're made or the way they, they look or the way they handle are actually being addressed and changed as we speak. So it's evolving as well. Mm -hmm. And it is more expensive to buy pre-made fans. Somebody in a factory actually made those all by hand, um, lined them up so perfectly. So you're paying you know, for that instead of paying for just quality control strips of lashes that you do for yourself. So I think if you're really good at it and you can make them, that you should. Yeah, um, and that, and you're quick, and you're able to do as many clients as you can, as you need to in a day without sacrificing quality. Then, by all means, I think that you should do um, customized handmade fans. But I believe that there are people out there that um, maybe because of no fault of their own, maybe they work as an employee in a situation where they're not given a lot of time to turn over their station, and if the client's a little bit late or needs to you know, use the restroom facility or something like that, then it's eating away and they're thinking to themselves, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to um, turn them away like they like to go if I don't do something quick because we're starting late here and I have to remain on time. So it's a time saver. It's a convenience. It is more expensive. Um, but I do believe that handmade uh, Russian volumes should also be more expensive than any shortcut. So I think there's a place for all of it. I really do. And I, I think for all of it, there's going to be a, uh, an evolution even further of the products that we use, the way we use them. I mean, in the beginning we were nothing wrong with it, but everyone was pinching and rolling mm -hmm. these fans and we all kind of got in there and practiced and we came up with all these different methods to get the perfect fan. And so we're innovating. Yeah. The providers and, and manufacturers are innovating because they want to be first. They want to be foremost. They want to be the most bought uh, product. So I think it's kind of exciting. Yeah. And I think there's a place for all of it. Definitely. Definitely. So I don't think it'll take over though. 
No, no, I don't. I just wanted to know your view on that. So that's interesting. Yeah, I just feel like it's um, kind of like, um, you know, there's a lot of classes are going straight to volume now, right? So instead of doing classic for X amount of time and testing out and making sure you're up, up to a certain level of skill, speed and safety, then you learn volume. People are going straight to volume because then you don't have to unlearn anything mm-hmm. to go to that next step. And that's an evolution. Um, and that's hard for some people to understand um, who learned the old way. And uh, gosh, I remember how frustrating it was for me to get out of my own way to do volume and to unthink certain things. You know, uh, I just couldn't, like my mind was trapping me. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to throw my tweezers across the room. Just, it was so frustrating until I finally just realized just build from the beginning. Like you're just learning and it's okay. You will get better very quickly. Just give yourself a chance. Well, instead of doing that, we're just teaching them from the get-go, classic, uh, blended or hybrid. I hate that word hybrid. Uh, I don't know why, but <laughs> I think we should have a, a, light, a, a more, um, it's funny, a more pretty word for it, <laughs> uh, like a blended set um, or a combined set, and then, then full-on volume, then mega volume. You know, you, you can learn all of that in your first class now. Yeah, no, it's pretty crazy. I mean, actually, I, I was lashing, well, I've been lashing 10 years now, and I went on my volume training in 2013 or 14, so quite a long time ago, and I actually flew to America to train because there was nothing in the UK, or not that was that I wanted to train with anyway, and um, I remember doing the volume course, and it actually picked up really well, but then when I went back to the UK and done my clients, again, I could do my volume fine, but when I went to do a classic set, I was like, I can't do it, like, (laughs) (laughs) because of all the bad habits I've been doing along the way, my volume, I implemented that straight away, but my classic, I was just like, I'm so stuck with these bad habits, and took me a good couple of sets to like get the hang of it again I was like what is going on but how amazing that the, my volume course actually made my classics like completely different yeah I agree it actually levels you up Definitely. but there is that moment that 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 reality check that you know that you have to kind of figure out how to do things different and that it's okay yeah to look at things differently Definitely. yeah <laughs> Oh, so if you could uh, give anyone advice that starting a business or maybe struggling in business, what would it be? I think that you need to um, look at things as, as positively and as um, more of an opportunity than a task or a to-do list, and then you'll be happy. Um, there's a lot of things in business that you want to own a business. You want to own a salon. You want to grow and scale. But the actual things that you have to do to get there are some of the things that are like, oh, I just don't want to do it. So you procrastinate. If you look at things like an opportunity, including the building block steps of getting there, succeeding, growing, um, growing a team, having a larger space, all of that, um, look at it as an opportunity. Each of the steps, you have an opportunity to do something new. You have an opportunity to grow instead of, oh my gosh, I have to do the financials today. Or, oh my gosh, I have to talk to that practitioner about they're not, you know, um, 
stepping up and leaning into the culture of the salon. They're kind of doing things like the cowboy way on their own, you know, uh, all of those things are opportunities to get where your dream destination is. So I think if we just kind of change our mindsets to opportunity, positives, like privilege, I'm privileged to have this problem today. I'm privileged to have to do this task that I actually don't like so much today. Like in America yesterday was tax day, you know, I'm actually privileged that I have a thriving business and I have to do my taxes. A hundred percent. So I think looking at things in a positive way, in a, in a, a way where it's opportunity and a blessing and a privilege is going to take you farther than the negativity. I just hate when people play the negative up or the, um, you know, like if you read on, on forums, like, oh, I'm going to fire that client or I'm going to this and that. And I'm like, you are so lucky to have the clients that you have. You're in the service industry. I think we just need to switch to a more positive mindset. I believe we really have to have a sense of reality and authenticity, and we have to be realistic in expectations and delivering on those expectations. But I think if we think more like we're lucky, mm -hmm. then we'll go far and we'll go, go further happier. Amazing. That's such good advice. Thank you. Thank you. I, I would love to continue talking with you about, especially about uh, uh, how, how we navigate business and, um, and lead others in business and trying to get through those, those, uh, those sticky times. Gosh. Yeah, definitely. We could go on about that for ages. Maybe we need to do a part two. <laughs> yeah, I would love it. If you're, if you're up for it, I am too. Yeah, definitely. Jill, where can people find you on social media? Oh, please come to, if you're on Instagram and that's where you kind of live, um, my handle on Instagram is at Lash Global. And I'm on Facebook personally as my name, Jill Heiliger's Peliquin. And I'm also there as Lash FX. Um, there's no hyphen in between them, just Lash and then FX. Uh, I love posting. I love sharing others' posts. So if you're posting something that just speaks to me, I'll um, repost it with credit to you. Uh, I I would love for anyone to um, engage with me or invite me to like their page and to visit their business page and see what they're all about. Um, I'm really, really interested in networking with you. Um, no matter what brand you use or where you were educated, I love our industry and my 150, 175% of my energy goes to our entire industry and the happiness of it and the success of it. So my business and my brand is just a part of it. Um, I want to help people and I want to help them to feel strong and capable. That's great. So everyone get following Jill. I'm sure you'll learn lots. Thank you, Jill. Thank you so much for coming on. I feel so overwhelmed that you're even on my show so thank you so much oh i asked you would you be interested i'm i'm honored that's crazy <laughs> sorry but that's really funny but thank you so much because i'm very honored um i i feel super lucky to be here today and i'm really really glad that you were um, mutually interested definitely definitely well thank you so much for coming on absolutely
Have a great day, everyone. Whatever you're doing while you're listening to the podcast, if it's healthy for you, do more of it. If it's not, stop that right now. <laughs> Definitely.